right guys welcome to podcast episode two today we're going to be talking a little bit about personal development just recently got back from a seminar that was kind of a leadership conference a little bit about uh, organizational planning creativity and uh, you know a lot about entrepreneurship and kind of following your dream it's funny how the world conspires a little bit to you know, make things happen and been kind of, you know, getting quote unquote, I don't really believe in this stuff, but signs, you know, ever since I got back. One I woke up to today that's kind of prompting this podcast and the mindset that I am going to create it in is Andy sent me this text message today that he was reading during his personal development time. It says, why do you think that great leaders and thinkers throughout history have gone out into the wilderness and come back with inspiration, with a plan, with an experience that puts them on a course that changes the world? It's because in doing so, they found perspective. They understood the larger picture in a way that wasn't possible in the bustle of every day. Silencing the noise around them, they could finally hear the quiet voice they needed to listen to. And so, honestly, I read that today and... I don't think that there could be written a better paragraph to describe exactly kind of what I went through and where I was at uh, this weekend and where we as a community are going to be going forward. So I'm excited for the podcast because I'll be kind of unleashing a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about as a community first here, just because it's a really nice way for me to sit down, drink my coffee and, uh, and get kind of my, my thoughts for the day out. This in and of itself is a little bit of therapy and personal development for me. So I hope you guys like this one. All right, guys. So today I want to talk a little bit about personal development. So I'm piggybacking a little bit off of the seminar that I just went to, which was something that was very much long overdue for both Grant and myself. I became a little bit ingrained in the personal development movement when we first started to train for the games in 2016 and you're taking on a lot of added time and stress you start to take things a little bit you know too seriously and maybe you lose sight of your priorities just a little bit so i needed some help finding ways to organize my thoughts and maintain appropriate priorities so I started pretty simple, the way that I would say most people start to dive into a little bit of personal development, or as Chris and I call it, PD, or PD time. And that was by reading books and listening to certain podcasts. Now, one of the things you want to think about with this, guys, is we're going to try to get to a point where every day and every week and every year has specific goals. We're going to start from the daily, which a lot of you guys are, are already doing a lot of the great things that are going to really help kind of fix your mindset on the important things and ensure that you're doing things to give you clarity of mind, reduce your stress, you know, and really start to give you more energy for your families, for your job, and then for your, you know, future goals. So in my daily category, I put it as three things, put energy, exercise, and love or relationships. Family uh, will fit into that boat as well. So taking it from the top down, when we talk about energy, guys, one of the big things we want to think about is the energy that we carry into the people around us, the relationships around us, and the space around us. Now, we have that as rule number one, and a lot of times people will kind of come at us with that jokingly. 
but I really do mean that you can control 100% of the attitude, the excitement that you get when you see people. And one of the best people that I know at this is uh, Omar and Maria. And I think it's why people enjoy being around them so much. They always greet you with a big, huge smile. They laugh, they giggle, they hug you, they tell you they love you. You know, it's those little things compounded all the time that make them a person that other people desire to be around. Now, sometimes, certainly, you know, Maria will say there are times where I have to fake it till I make it. Absolutely, right? You have to convince yourself that that energy is who you are and put yourself more into the mode of I'm going to give energy, be an energy giver rather than an energy sucker or energy vampire who's kind of taking it away from people. And we all know those people, right? They're the people, it's, how's your day going? And they slouch their shoulders, they look to the ground and it's, yeah, it's okay, you know, or pretty good. You know, they give you some generic answer and immediately your first reaction is what? it's that you don't want to talk to them anymore. You maybe don't want to pry, so you give them some generic response back like, oh, cool, and then you move on. And, and now you had the possibility and potential of two people feeding off of each other's energy, and now it's killed, and you know both people have kind of avoided the situation and moved on. So one of the things I want you guys to think about is daily, and I like to start it right in the first thing in my mornings, really start to get yourself in the mode and the attitude for having high levels of energy. And that can just be little things, right? It can be, you know, jumping out of bed, like legitimately hitting the floor with your feet in like with intensity when you get out of bed. And then the first thing you do is go downstairs or, um, you know, that's for me, sorry. You find your closest loved one, whether that be a dog or a cat or a husband or a wife or a kid, and greet them with excitement. Tell them you love them. Start the day off with those things and just watch how that changes your mindset for the entire rest of the day. I call that setting the tone. You want to set the tone for the day. Uh, The next one, guys, is exercise. And obviously, this is one of those ones that pretty much if you're listening, you're probably doing significantly better at this than almost everybody else. But there's a couple other things inside of exercise that I think people need to or could do better. And one of the big ones that I see out of people is they take themselves or they take the exercise a little bit too seriously. So what we want to think about then is understanding the greater purpose for this, right? The goal is to move and move more. Um, And the 45 minutes that we get inside the gym, that should be a time where, you know, we maybe crank up the intensity or we do some of the more stressful stuff like weightlifting, you know, movement and movement improvement. And we get better more quickly through doing that. However, one of the big things I want people to think about that falls into exercise is what you do throughout the rest of your 23 hours out of the day, right? If you come in, you do 45 minutes worth of exercise, which is about what we get into a class minus, you know, some movement prep, some warm-ups and some things like that, which is certainly still exercise. The other 23 hours make a much more significant difference. So if we are sitting all day or we walk less than three or 4,000 steps, we are stuck in school or whatever it might be, we don't don't move with any intention or purpose throughout the rest of the day, you are going to suffer because of that. Those are one of the things that daily you can start to think about. Even on days where I don't come to the gym, 
I still need to think about moving for the majority of my day, and I still need to think about moving with some sort of intention for 45 minutes to an hour. Okay, so that might be yoga. That might just be going and walking my dog outside, and every five minutes I have a timer set on my watch, and I do five air squats, five push-ups, and five burpees, right? awesome recovery days. You're going to see your energy levels go through the roof. You're going to see your recovery get better. You're going to see you start breaking plateaus in the gym. That's one of those like big secrets that some of the the higher level, quote unquote, higher level competitors, now the sport is starting to shift to, it doesn't really matter what programming you do, right? Matt Frazier follows this and Annie Thoris' daughter follows that and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't really, really matter. What matters is what program motivates you, what keeps you coming back, and then and it matters what you do the other 23 hours or 22 hours out of the day, okay? So keep that in mind for your daily personal development stuff. We're still on the daily stuff. And then the last one, guys, is love. And honestly, this is one of those ones where I know I need to be significantly better. There's a really powerful speaker at this conference called Garrett White who really is kind of redefining what it means to, I guess you'd say, be a man or, you know, be a family man. And it really hit home with me. And, you know, I I highly encourage you guys. He has a book called Be the Man that I haven't read yet. But if you can find some stuff on him or if you guys are interested, I'll put a a link to a video in the show notes that you guys can watch. And I I just think it's really, really interesting where he's going with his development or with uh, kind of the movement that he's creating. But one of the things he talks about, and he has this concept of kind of core four, which I really like, and I'll probably implement my own way for certain things moving forward is you get points for little shows of love or gratitude to your loved ones immediately i was just like god that's it's just such a great idea and so what what he does or what he says is before you do anything so this goes back to kind of morning routine stuff take five or ten minutes when you are separated from your spouse or your kids or your mom or your dad and just send out a show of appreciation, something that you appreciate that they did, something that you love that they did, and then something that maybe you're grateful for or that you honor out of them. It's not easy. It's just like anything. When you first start, you might sit and you might not know what to say, or you might say something super generic, but it's a daily practice, right? You're going to get better at it as you do it. And you're going to find that your relationship and how you communicate with your spouse is better because you started your day with that show of love and appreciation and gratitude. You know, it's so easy when we first kind of get into relationships to do some of this stuff naturally, especially now with texting and relationships starting there. Naturally, you do that anyway, because, you know, you want the person to stay with you. You you love every second around them and it's kind of all you're thinking about all day long. But as we get together for seven, eight, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, all of a sudden those little shows of love or gratitude get more and more spaced out. And you know maybe it only happens when you see a movie or you go to a wedding or it's your anniversary or something like that. And, and all of a sudden before you know it, you kind of look back and you're like, man, you know, I haven't really told her why I love her in months. And so it's it's a super interesting concept. You know, he says that for his kids, he has young girls and he writes them post-it notes and leaves it on their door going into their bedroom. And they read those every night before they go to bed. And I just thought like, man, what a powerful thing if every day when you woke up and when you, right before you went to bed, you were reading something 
from the people that you care about most telling you why you are an amazing person who deserves to be loved, who people are grateful for, just super, super powerful. And if you start to get these messages or you start to send these messages, they have the same effect, right? Getting them fills you with happiness and joy and dopamine. You get this huge response. You're like, man, that's awesome. And then sending them gives you the exact same response, puts you into such a great place. So if you guys are not doing that, that was one where I'm really going to start to make this a priority in my life. And I encourage you guys to ask me about it. Keep me on it. Keep me honest. <laughs> you can ask Maria about it too. Maybe she'll uh, she'll have some interesting uh, interesting thoughts uh, now that my secret's out. She'll know why I'm doing it. But uh, but either way, the I I hope that you know, I can look back on this and, and think that this seminar was the most valuable thing that's ever happened to me just because it made you know me a better husband or, you know, has made my relationship better. So that's kind of our daily things, right? Those are the three things where I truly believe if you start your day with higher levels of energy with intention, you hit some exercise every day. So you, you that's kind of your body aspect of it, right? And then you work on the mind with love and gratitude. You're doing pretty damn well, okay? When we start to shift to more weekly focuses, you know, this is maybe we're going up the, you know, kind of pyramid and, you know, now we start to look at things that are a little bit more time consuming, right? You're not going to be able to finish, start and finish these tasks in a given week sometimes, okay? Or there may be a bigger undertaking. So I have three in here, books, podcasts, and meditation. And so when you see the annual, you'll kind of understand this. Books and podcasts are good ways for us to get some practice in to keep our minds sharp on the priorities, principles, goals, and vision for our life, for our relationship, for our kids, you know, what we want to do. And they can be great sources of both education and inspiration. But we need to think about what their purpose is, what do, how do they fit into that bigger picture, right? If you're, uh, you know, if we're trying to <clears throat> really hone in on the daily exercise of love and we're reading books about war and Steve Jobs and trying to think of other books and stuff I've read about, you know, people who have they're great visionaries and they struggle with you know relationships so basically if you if you start thinking about the books you read need to start to motivate you for the things you want to be doing on a day-to-day -day basis okay <clears throat> same thing goes with podcasts big fan of podcasts if you guys are a driver or you do some low intensity cardio exercise to start your days you can get 30 45 minutes of a good podcast and that can really set your mind state into a good place you know there's a lot of a, a lot of good ones out there i know we have tons of podcast listeners here who get into a lot of different things, but you guys can think about then podcasts are going to steer your, your vision. So if I'm reading, you know, I listen to a lot of leadership podcasts because I really want to work on developing a, a strong team and being a better leader for our community as a whole. And so I try as much as I can to get at least 20 to 30 minutes in two to three times a week of this leadership podcast that I really like. And that can get me about two episodes in a row, different thoughts, and then put some of those into action immediately. Same things are with books, guys. I don't recommend reading for a set amount of time. I don't recommend reading every day, right? What I do recommend doing though is read something when you're in a good headspace and read up until you have kind of an aha moment or motivation or creation or inspiration from that reading. That might be five minutes. You might read something, your mind wanders and right away you have some great thought or idea. Go take action on that right away. Which this is super counterintuitive to what we are taught when we're younger and we're learning how to read. 
you are reading to finish the book or to get the assignment done. And so we indoctrinate ourselves into this way of reading that forces us to continue reading even though our mind starts to wander. I'm a firm believer in that if you're a person whose mind wanders when you're reading, then that's a good thing and you should follow that because that's inspiration. Your mind's talking to you about the things that are important to you. So reading then kind of can become meditative for you. Now the last one guys is meditation. I have no clue if I actually meditate quote unquote correctly. You know, I think there's a lot of information out there. There's apps and there's some different things. You know, I was talking to this last week with uh, Coach Brian and, uh, you know, we were kind of talking about power naps a little bit or that concept of power naps, you know, so 15 or 20 minutes, you don't settle into like a bed or anything, but you just shut your eyes and you lay back and you let your eyes feel heavy. And after in right when you first start, your mind is always just racing. It's like the middle of the afternoon and you've got all this, oh, I got to do this. And I've got this text message. I've got this email and I've got this and I've got this project and it just hangs over you. And and that stuff takes a little bit of time five or 10 minutes is usually what I find to just kind of go away, right? You just kind of focus on your breathing. All of a sudden those get further and further apart. And now all of a sudden your mind starts to maybe wander towards stuff in the future, or you sort of start to get into this slight dream state, but you're not sleeping, right? That's kind of what I consider my meditation. So it's quieting the noise and then trying to let my brain shift and focus naturally kind of where it wants to go. And so what I've found is some of my best ideas or some of my best priority shifts for even a day or a week happen during this time. But again, same thing. It's only useful. It's only powerful if we actually turn around and write something down, send an email, take an action immediately after that time. And so, uh, and, and then obviously you'll find also that it kind of calms you down and reduces stress a little bit. So there's some some good benefits there. And then this takes us up to our highest level, guys, which is going to be the annual. So annually, and this is one of those things, actually two speakers said it. I don't remember the first guy's name, but the other one was, was Tony Robbins, who we were lucky enough to hear speak, which is super interesting and quite an experience if you guys have never um, done it before. But annually, you know, he talks about you should take two or three trips vacations or go to seminars, listen to speakers, or do something that is profound, right? That is, that has a, you're going for a bigger purpose, right? And I didn't necessarily know originally maybe why we were going to this specific conference. I had a couple goals and then you come out of it and it's like, man, both Grant and I now have such a clear vision for where we want to take the community, uh, you know, how that works from a 25-year, 10-year, 5-year, 2-year, 1-year, you know, 3-month, 1-week, all the way down. Uh, So we have that full picture mapped out, and it took us 5 days of being separated from the day-to-day grind, the emails, the text messages, and all that stuff, no traffic, no where's you know, food or dogs or whatever. You take yourself totally out of it and you totally put yourself immersed into this, you know, I'm going to be introspective for five straight days and your mind just is free to wander and seek and, and create and have new ideas. You know, if you've never done it before, if you've never experienced that, it has to be one of the most amazing things that I've ever experienced in my whole life. But 
It doesn't happen very easily. Uh, this was kind of Grant's first time doing things like this. I've been doing it now for about three or four years, and this is maybe my sixth conference or so. But every time you come out of it, you are so motivated and hungry and creative. And what Maria says uh, is she can remember back the times that I've come back from these. And she she always is just like, I love who you are as a person when you come back from these. Like, you, you're more excited. You, you wake up earlier. You, you get after the day. But then after some time, you start to fade back into the easy habits or the old habits. And that's why I think it's important to do this stuff kind of every four or six months. But it does need to be intentioned, right? It's not, you know, just going to the beach and having some beers and, you know, not actually working towards anything. You know, if you're a leader or if you you have some sort of opportunity available to you that you need to take some time and map out and think about, uh, this needs to be a requirement for, for you annually. You know, if you guys are kind of thinking like, oh, well, that's, I don't need any of that. That's ridiculous. You know, that's fine. It might not be the right time for you in your life right now, but just think if you go too long without this, you know, I consider that to be what I call floating, right? You're just, you're going to your job every day, you know, you're, you're coming home to whatever husband, wife, kids, and you know, there's no clear direction on, on where you're going or what you're doing. And we just kind of end up in this, these years of, of floating, right? And life's too short to really worry about ourselves, you know, not accomplishing something. doesn't matter what situation you're in. You can always be working towards improving yourself in some capacity or creating something new, you know, but you have to give yourself the quietness, the peace, the separation to be able to listen to that, you know, inner voice that's kind of always there trying to trying to get out and talk to you uh and it can be super powerful but like i said you know it's one of those things like that people might listen to this and just be like ah yeah he's full of shit or that's fucking crazy or i didn't know that jeff was so weird but uh but if you do it if you ever experience it i can promise you that it'll it'll have a profound effect on you and so that's kind of my annual is you know at the very least you should take some time and read books that have had a profound effect on you and then you know simple things for us in ohio is book a trip to hawking hills for the weekend maybe by yourself, maybe with somebody else who has a similar goal or intention and read a book like The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, uh, Above the Line by Urban Meyer. Those are some of, some of my favorite uh, extreme ownership. There's a couple other ones that are out there that are really good that, that kind of cause this like, aha, like, oh shit, I need to take control of that or I need to, to do these things to get my life maybe back on track or reestablish my priorities. And then you can sit down, piece of paper, pen, do it old school and map out, you know, what these are my priorities in 2018. These are my priorities moving forward for 2019 when I come and I do this again. You know, that should help you then understand better when we start working back down the chain. You know, if it's Grant and I, we're going to, we'll have a podcast on this later, but, um, you know, one of the things we want to do is we legitimately want to have an impact and change the scope of the healthcare industry and actually make a tangible benefit and shake things up, change things, um, and be disruptive on a local level, on a, you know, city or state level and have an impact inside of our communities on little things prescription drug abuse, depression, suicide, veterans health, some of these different things that have started to become a problem because we live in a broken healthcare system. That is our 
big picture, right? That is 25 years from now, I want to look back and say, like, man, we totally disrupted the preventative medicine and healthcare space, and we made a dent inside of our community. And so that's my that's my annual. So then every year when I go back, I'm going to read that big picture goal, and then I'm going to look at are what I'm doing weekly and daily, do those go towards that goal, right? Weekly are the books I'm reading going towards being a leader, team developer, community builder. Are they inspiring me to do those things better? Same thing with podcasts. When I meditate, is that where my mind, is that where my voice is still going? Okay. Then when we go to daily, is the energy that I am putting into my team is that maximized? Is the energy that I'm putting into you guys in the community, is that maximized every single day? Because if we lose inspiration, if I'm not inspiring my team of coaches, if I'm not inspiring and leading from the front for the community, showing you guys that, you know, hey, if you want to not be a slave to taking prescriptions or staying on these medications too long, this is the way that you need to leave. I need to live it first. If that's not my my energy and my exercise every day, then you guys won't follow me. You guys won't you guys won't believe in my my mission. You know, it's like if I say, hey, I want to change the healthcare space, but I turn around and I never work out and I eat like shit and you know I take a antidepressants and stuff. Like, who the hell is ever gonna believe me? That's ridiculous. And then same thing is if my home life is healthy and happy, um, then I'll be able to be in a better space. And 25 years from now, when I accomplish that goal. I'll accomplish that goal with Maria beside me and the people that I love beside me. Uh, and I can share in that with them because I've also taken the steps to make sure that I'm, I'm taking the daily practice of love and building relationships seriously. You know, and so those are kind of the things that, that we need to think about when we look at how we're attacking our daily, our weekly, and our, our yearly or, you know, bi-yearly goals and personal development. So, you know, I hope that this is useful. I know that this is going to go over the heads of a lot of people, um, but my hope is that it finds the right person at the right time. And you guys might think that, that this is some stuff that maybe you guys can start to put in place, even if it's just one of these things. I know that all of them can make a difference for you. And, you know, I don't know where my next annual conference is going to be. You know, if I figure that out and you guys are interested in maybe being involved with something like that, you know, let me know and I will see what what I can do. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. I know this one's a little bit longer and um, and maybe a little bit out there, but I this was fresh on my mind and this was something that really I wanted to kind of get down in archives so I can listen back and see where I'm at in this headspace. And, you know, I think this will be therapeutic for me in the future. You know, when I go to my next conference, I want to be able to listen to this podcast, look back and say like, holy shit, like, man, I was in a great mental place then. And I have really followed through on that. Or, you know, I've fallen off on that. Like, what have I been missing? Where have I been slacking? I mean, is it my daily practice? Is it my weekly practice? Or did I just take too long between events that motivate and inspire me? I hope you guys have a good day. Thanks.